Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hi friends and welcome. I am glad you're here. This is episode 50 of the podcast Weight Loss and Wellness for Real. And we are talking today all about how to keep feelings from ruining our lives and our weight. Before we get into it, just a couple reminders. You can head over to my website, heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. While you're there, you can get in touch with questions you'd like included on either of my podcast. This one, I also have another one called the Heather Heinen Intermittent Fasting Podcast. If you are interested in that or into that, you can also sign up to get my monthly newsletter that I send out, I don't know, with all kind of my musings. It's basically on all things well-being. Um, also, I typically include discount codes for different uh, products that I'm working with. Also from that website, you can get to all my social media handles and please feel free to get in touch. If you do email me any questions for these podcasts, would you let me know if I can include your name? I only use first names if I mention your name or if you prefer to remain anonymous because I will do that as well. Oh, also, if you are into intermittent fasting at all, please head over to Facebook and ask to join our group over there. It is called Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle for Weight Loss, Maintenance, and Health. Okay, so let's get into today's topic. I want you to start out by asking yourself a couple of these questions. Do you describe yourself as emotional? Do you feel your mood can change pretty quickly according to what happens in your day, what's going on around you or how someone talks to you or drives in front of you? Do you feel like someone close to you would describe you as moody or emotional? Do you feel like, do you think that you experience emotions quite intensely? If you answered yes to any of those, then there's a possibility you may be captive to your emotions. So we're going to talk about, if that's the case, why that really can affect our lives um, as well as our weight because this podcast is about weight loss after all, but really this can apply to all aspects of your life. So first things first, I really want to be clear about feelings and emotions Before you start to think, I don't think feelings are important after listening to this episode. They are. Feelings and emotions are incredibly important. They really do make us human after all. They really are the human experience. And being an emotional person and leading with our hearts 
uh, can be a really wonderful qualities. Leaning into our feelings allows us to be more self-aware. Um, they allow us to connect easier and deeper with others. But the issue is if we allow our emotions, our feelings to dictate how we live our lives, it will bring on anxiety, depression, and have a very negative impact on our health and relationships. So emotions don't necessarily need to be controlled and contained. We really want to honor emotions. And in my line of work as a mental health therapist, I often um, take people into their emotions. You know, we listen to them. And this is really important for their relationship with themselves. And, you know, we really need emotions um, to create, we, we really need to actually go through and feel our emotions to create more emotional balance so that when we feel vulnerable or hurt or whatever, the negative emotion, you know, we are more able to regulate it uh, and, and sometimes even tolerate it without doing unwanted behaviors to get rid of it. So my point is they are really important. They're definitely signals for things we may need to do and going into emotions and feeling them and processing them is really, really important in order to learn how to regulate our emotions better, um, to tolerate them better so that we're not doing unwanted behaviors to get rid of the emotion in the moment, to stuff it down, to deny it, all those things. And I also know that understanding our feelings and not always acting on our feelings is a sure way to obtain any goal we have set for ourselves. So most of us tend to react to any feeling we are currently having instead of just stepping back and observing the feeling and using a strategy to process through the emotion so that we can respond in the situation instead of reacting. Big difference between responding to a feeling we're experiencing and reacting to a feeling we're experiencing. When we can sit back, observe the feeling we're experiencing, feel the feeling, and then make a decision, we are more likely, um, we're more likely to act in a way that is based on our value system, our values, and not just our feelings. If we act and behave based on our values versus our feelings, we end up creating the life that we want to live. So I'm going to give you an example. Hi, everyone. Guess what? I have a lovely discount code just for you, my listeners. The code is 10OFF, that's 10OFF, and it will get you 10% off any one of my online courses, which now include Mastering Mindful Eating, Overcome Binge Eating, Overeating, and Emotional Eating for Good. And I also have a course on When You Want to Stop the Weight Loss Medication, a comprehensive guide to weight maintenance and mastery. So if you've maybe lost some weight using a medication and you're now wanting to go off the medication but keep the weight off, this is the course for you. And any course you buy, you keep the course for a minimum of three years, maybe longer. It just depends on how many are purchased. Um, all courses are self-paced, and I promise you they are practical, meaning they don't just tell you what you need to do. You actually engage in the skills and strategies needed to make actual lasting behavior change. You learn how 
to do the what. Okay, all courses have multiple modules with multiple lessons. I'll include lots of examples, tips and tricks to make things simple and clear. And uh, you also get lots of downloadable resources, including the daily planning template that I use with my own clients, the exact protocol to use after a binge or an overeat has occurred to minimize its damage on your body and your mind. There are protein cheat sheets, uh, research-based journaling prompts, and the literal how-to checklists on the skill you are learning about. And with the weight maintenance course, you also have a movement module that will help you figure out how to make a movement plan that fits your particular lifestyle and level of fitness. And you also have a natural appetite regulation module. So whether if you have um, never tried an online course to change behavior, or if you have Um, I just highly would recommend that you try one of these. I've put my heart and soul into both of them. They are all research-based and now you can get 10% off. So again, that code is 10OFF. If you're ready to make changes that last, you can go to my website, heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And from the main menu, click courses and it will get you to where you wanna go. Or you can click on the links in the episode description below the show. And again, as soon as you're there, when you're ready for checkout, just enter the code 10OFF, 10 off. And just a reminder, I also have an ebook cookbook that is now available. It's called Protein Forward Easy Recipes. It includes all high protein recipes, including breakfast and sweet treats full of protein and lunches and dinner. Okay. So again, head to my website. It's probably the easiest thing to do. Heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And from there, um, go to courses or the cookbook. And again, use code 10 off at checkout. This example is related to weight loss because again, that's what this podcast is all about. But this idea about feelings and emotions could be really applied to anything in life. Okay, so here's the example. You really want to lose weight. That's your goal. You're on a plan. You're doing it. You're feeling great. Pants are fitting better and better. You're feeling proud of yourself. You're feeling confident. And then, boom, something happens in your life. You have a thought about it. And because of the thought, you're feeling sad, lonely, ashamed, guilty. could be any of those negative feelings. Actually, it could even be happy or excited because some of us, We'll do these things even when we're having those great feelings, but let's just stick with it. Some sort of negative emotion. And this emotion, remember, sends a chemical cocktail through your body, which creates physical sensations in your body. And those physical sensations often motivate our behavior. So now if you are not used to feeling and processing negative or uncomfortable emotions, many of us will turn to food or drink to get out of those uncomfortable feelings momentarily. So if food or drink is your go-to to to create momentary comfort, to escape hard feelings, to escape uncomfortable feelings momentarily, this is emotional eating and we will put on weight from this. So, you know, now you've reacted to your feelings. Remember we talked about reaction and response. So if we have a negative, uncomfortable feeling or even a happy, excited feeling, and we eat or drink out of that, we have reacted to our feelings. And often we do this almost unconsciously. This actually, I see this happen a lot for those positive feelings, the happy, excited feelings when people emotionally eat. You know, it's it's these good, positive feelings. You're like, why would people eat? But people, we do, even 
Um, those of us who are emotional eaters do, even when the feeling is positive. And this is often where it's unconscious. But anyway, we eat, you know, when we're not hungry to mitigate emotions. So boredom and even a big one is restlessness. <clears throat> and then, and then, you know, we feel really ashamed and guilty because well, we were doing so great and our pants are fitting so great and now they don't fit. It's the next morning or two days later and they don't fit and we're feeling ashamed and guilty and I went off my plan for two days and the scale is up and more disappointment, more shame, hard feelings to feel. So I need to get out of these feelings again. So I'm going to eat to escape the guilt and the shame from overeating. And now you're overeating again and the cycle continues and we talk about this. How how, how, how important figuring out how to get out of that shame cycle is if you are an overeater, an emotional eater. So you can see how emotions can be at the root of a weight problem. Not the emotions themselves, because emotions are just emotions, but our reaction to the emotions. So how we react and behave when we experience the emotions can really either get us to our goals or sabotage our goals. So that gives you an example of how emotions can wreck our world and our bodies. But again, it's not actually the feeling or emotion itself doing it. The feeling, again, is just a feeling. An emotion is just an emotion. It is just that chemical cocktail, physical sensations that go through our body. It feels often life-ending and catastrophic, but feelings are a lot more innocent than this. You know, although sometimes we tell ourselves the feeling is a catastrophe, you know, we feel it's a catastrophe in the moment. That's really not true. Just because we experience a very difficult feeling, a very uncomfortable feeling, the feeling itself can't do much. They all pass. Even the, you know, some of the really, really catastrophic feelings or that feel that way, like um, a full-blown panic attack, you know, where people often think they're having a heart attack. I mean, that's how severe the physical sensations are, you know, so they go to the ER and, and all the things and get told, no, you're just super stressed and having a panic attack. You know, even those extreme emotions, they pass, they all pass, they all pass. They're like waves, they go up and down and up and down. And so learning and practicing responding to feelings, not reacting to feelings, emotions in new ways can literally save our bodies from extra weight and create our best lives in all areas of life. Let me give you a personal example. Okay, so here's my example. This past week kind of sucked <laughs> and everything is fine. It was just Lot. It's just what all of you experience, lots of things just kind of happening, lots of stressful things happening in a short period of time. Um, and so I want to share it because it was a learning opportunity for me because I still continue to have to practice and, um, you know, I've been doing this stuff for years and, you know, I still find myself caught up in emotions. So learning opportunity for me and a teachable moment for any of you who struggle with similar things. So, you know, we experience circumstances around us every day that we cannot control. Some that uh, came to mind, you know, so when I was feeling pretty low, 
you know, I was thinking about why am I feeling so low? What is going on? So I thought things like, you know, there were some stresses that happened in a short period of time. And then, you know, I thought things like, well, the days are getting shorter, so less light. And I know how that can affect me and others. Um, it was also very hot and smoky. So I thought maybe that was even physically making me feel not well. Um, I thought things like, oh my gosh, my thyroid isn't working again. Um, then I thought things like maybe it's all the chocolate I've been eating because of the stress. And I know when I overindulge in sugar, I typically mentally, emotionally do not feel good a day or two later. Um, I even had thoughts of, well, I ate some walnuts, which I know I have a mild allergic reaction to. And I thought maybe I had too many of them. And so I'm having this immune reaction. Um, I was also having thoughts like, I did a really poor job with helping clients this week. Like I was not on my game. I kind of failed them. Um, and then I had thoughts like, I'm just super stressed out. So now I'm, I'm thinking thoughts like I'm just so stressed out. Um, and then I'm thinking, I was thinking things like, I can't fix this relationship for this person um, or for my client. I can't fix it. Uh, so, you know, I'm having all these thoughts then too about how I am failing or not doing good enough, all the things. So, you know, if you can relate, keep listening. Anyway, there were multiple possibilities contributing to just feeling very low. And it was probably a bit from each of them. You know, either way, I was in a very uh, low mood, you know, just some depressive symptoms. And I've dealt with depression on and off throughout my life. So I am pretty good at knowing when I'm heading in that direction and that's sort of where it was going. So, you know, then my brain does this thing to me. <laughs> you have an amazing life and there are so many people hurting so bad right now. And you should not be feeling this way. You do not have a right to be feeling this way. Look at all the people suffering and you are not, you know, and then I get these thoughts of, you know, your job is helping people move out of these spaces. Your job is to coach them through things like this and you should be able to do it for yourself. What's wrong with you? You know, so all those questions. And if you're listening, I, well, I know who my audience is, a lot of my audience and if you're listening to this, I'm guessing many of you can relate to this. So now I'm feeling pretty depressed, you know, not clinically depressed, but I'm having some depressive symptoms. And on top of it, I end up lumping a whole bunch of guilt and shame for feeling low, for feeling depressed. So what do you think the timeline is to hop out of those depressive symptoms you know, when we feel depressive symptoms versus when we have depressive symptoms and lump guilt and shame on top of them. You can probably guess, you know, now because I've lumped the guilt and shame on top of how I'm feeling, it's going to take quite a bit longer to, to get out of them. So, you know, those primary, we in clinic, we call those things primary feelings. So my primary feelings were those low feelings, those depressive symptoms, those depressive feelings. And then I lumped the secondary feelings of shame and guilt on top of them. So now I've got the primary feelings. Now I've lumped a bunch of secondary feelings on top. And that is when things start to feel so unbearable. 
So now it's going to take extra long to move through and beyond those initial primary depressive feelings. You know, so all these thoughts like, you know, I can't handle these strong feelings. I can't deal with them. And then the thoughts of, for me anyway, are, well, you can get out of them, Heather, if you eat some chocolate. And yes, that is literally one of the habit thoughts that pop up for me very often. You maybe have something that comes up for you too. Um, And honestly, you may not even know it, but be something to pay attention to in your thoughts. What comes up for you when you're feeling that way? You might find your brain throws up thoughts like, you need to eat chocolate or you should have that extra drink, you know, all those things. So anyway, I've got these secondary feelings going on. It's going to take longer than to get out of those primary feelings, but now I'm also feeling so much more negatively intense. And so now my brain is going to throw up thoughts like what, what it's going to take to get out of those as quickly as possible. So it's throwing up the thoughts like eat the chocolate. Okay, so then if I react to those feelings and eat the chocolate and whatever it is for you, um, more alcohol or, um, you know, whatever it is, more chips and salsa, whatever it is, food, alcohol, this is then what is going to make me feel worse and put on some extra weight that I don't want to put on. And, and so this is how reacting to our feelings not being aware of our thoughts around our feelings really can lead us physically into a not great place. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation, like 99 cents, helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. If you've experienced times like this, and there are times like this, there's seasons like this, I've learned, and maybe this will help you, the first thing that really needs to happen is to dump those secondary emotions. So dumping the shame, the thoughts that bring on the shame and guilt, those secondary emotions. So I know these are habit thoughts and feelings for me, and I've worked a while to notice them when they come up and to be able to shift them and just, you know, I allow them to be there without them triggering those feelings anymore. So in this example, I was able to recognize it pretty quickly Um And then I do little things to shift those thoughts and then was able to dip into what I call my toolbox. You know, um, I've dealt with this for a long time. So I've got many, many tools in my toolbox that I have learned about and that help me personally. So what I've also learned is I need a lot of those tools. When I'm talking about tools, by the way, I'm talking about, you know, strategies, different ways to 
really create some emotion regulation for myself in those moments. So I've learned I need lots of those tools that can help me because one tool won't always work for certain situations. So like sometimes, you know, a breathing, a breath protocol that can be really helpful for me in a, you know, when I'm feeling super stressed, sometimes that doesn't breath, you know, trying to take deep breaths or I have a specific breath protocol I use for this, but sometimes it doesn't work, you know? So one tool doesn't always work for a certain situation. And so I have multiple ones and I'm willing to keep choosing one to try if the one before it doesn't work. So I will keep trying till I slowly get myself, because it does take a while sometimes, out of that space. Sometimes I can do it in a day. Sometimes it takes a week, sometimes multiple weeks. In the past, it's been months, you know, but as I continued to practice, I kind of get a little bit better and a little quicker at shifting thoughts and then utilizing tools um, out of my toolbox to get out of those heavy duty emotions quicker. And, you know, I would say probably the most important part here is doing the thought work around these things. So here's what I did over this past week. You know, I didn't have a lot of energy or willingness to engage in many of my tools. So for example, typically I would journal through some of this stuff, but I was just too low and had no energy, no willingness to do it. Um, But I did tell myself I was at least able to list two things I was grateful for. So I did do that every morning and that was it. I just let that be. I also know that when I move my body, that helps a lot, but I had no energy or motivation for that either. But because over the years I've trained my brain to not think about it and just go do the thing, so that's what I did, but my workouts um, during times like this are very different. They're very, very slow, very short. Um, sometimes it's just a 10-minute walk that I can make myself do, and that was okay with me. you know. And I still wanted to eat all the comfort food, you know, all <laughs> the chocolate. So I let myself, knowing that there are these other tools I would get into place, where that would again end. So I did allow myself to eat some of that knowing I've had a lot of practice here so I could feel confident that I would be able to move out of that. So all those things helped me not move into that shame and guilt cycle again. Um, You know, I just, I know myself and I know that the cycle would eventually end. And so I did eat some of those comfort foods and you know, I also ate some very healthy, whole protein first. That was kind of my deal. I could eat the comfort food, but before I did, I was going to have to eat some protein, some whole foods. And, you know, I could make myself do that. That was stretching me a little. I just wanted to go straight to the chocolate. But I, like I said, I, I worked through a lot of this stuff, so I was able to put one of those strategies in place where I was able to eat something healthy first and then could do whatever I wanted. But by doing that, I mitigated a lot of over-intake on sugar and fat, um, but I still felt like I was allowed to use food for comfort, which in these moments is about all I can do. 
So that is something I hope to change in the future and I continue to work on, but I also don't create that shame and guilt for myself, which helps get me out of that cycle so much quicker. So that was a long example. And I know many of you listening can relate to this because I hear from you. So I I know a lot of you are in this space as well of how feelings can sort of take over. And when that happens, we get into that vicious cycle of doing the things we don't want to do to manage the feelings. But with thought work strategies and multiple behavioral tools, there are ways to lessen the intensity and the frequency of experiencing these emotions and moving through them much quicker and therefore behaving in ways and acting in ways that continue getting us closer and closer to our goals or once we're there, keeping us there and not sabotaging us and having us go back to places we don't want to be. And if we're talking about weight loss, then the idea would be if you learn how to do some of this stuff, you get out of that cycle of using food all the time or as much food as you would normally use. And so that really does help you stay and maintain the weight and the physical place you want to be at. Here's a favorite quote of mine by Oscar Wilde. I don't want to be at the mercy of my emotions. I want to use them, enjoy them, and dominate them. I might take out the word dominate. I don't like that word. I don't want to... I don't like thinking that we actually have to control them. But the truth is we do need to learn how to process through them. And we do need to learn and practice how to not react to them. Emotions come from thought. Feelings come from thought. If you deal with feelings of low self-worth, low self-esteem, Understand that negative self-talk and sensitivity to others' opinions have a profound effect on our moods and emotions. So here we're talking about circumstances around us and, and also our belief systems in ourselves that have a very big effect on our moods and emotions, which by the way, our moods and emotions affect our loved ones around us as well. Every negative thought we have about ourselves <clears throat> has a very compound effect on how we view ourselves in the world. So our own negative thoughts, you know, really create sort of how we see the world and our experience in it, including our relationships with others. The wiser part of us, you know, our wise self, if you will, can learn to be very aware of our emotions and we can learn the habit of checking in with ourselves to have the final say in how we're actually going to behave and act in regards to those emotions. So I'm going to talk about some practical tips here. So if you're taking notes, if you're driving, do not take notes, but I know some of you take notes. So if you're taking notes, here are the practical tips to start to take control and manage your emotions. First things first, self-validate your emotions first. I cannot stress enough how important this is. Remember, feelings are important. They are legit. They can signal to us that something is off. It's when we it's when we indulge in these feelings that we create huge issues for ourselves. So, to self-validate, you know, we need to it, we need to become more aware and accepting 
of our emotions, allowing them. So talking to ourselves or writing to ourselves in very understanding and compassionate ways. You know, of course, um, you know, you're feeling a way you want to look at what happened. You know, you can say to yourself, well, anyone would feel this way if this circumstance happened. Or you can say or write to yourself, you have a right to be feeling this feeling. For example, many, many of us, if we were feeling bored or restless, sad, lonely, turn to food or drink for comfort. And this never ends well. So as weight is gained, we feel even worse about ourselves. Self-esteem and self-worth suffers. So leaning into our emotions leaning into that boredom, that restlessness, that sadness, that loneliness, allowing ourselves to feel them instead of numbing them with food or drink is a huge part of the process. And that's part of self-validating. Next one, be aware of your triggers. If you know you struggle with specific emotions like anger, fear, jealousy, or boredom, try to pay attention to the circumstances that trigger them. I am often triggered by feeling anxious. So I, if I have a very, um, like an extra stressful day, I can notice the anxiousness beginning to rise inside me. You know, I usually feel it in my chest. My throat gets really tight. I used to react to this anxiousness by getting irritated at those I love um, at the end of my day. But now after some practice in this work, you know, I'm able to figure out the preceding thought to the anxiousness. So in my thought that often comes up for me, my pattern habit of thought is, this is not fair, this is happening. Or my another one I have a lot is, I can't handle this. Um, and so I, I now notice when those thoughts come up to trigger the anxiety, I recognize it. I can tell myself, okay, that's not true. That's not even a helpful or useful thought. And I can avert that really intense anxious response which helps me then not use a behavior I don't want to use to try to mitigate that anxious response. Number three, awareness is really powerful. I talk about it all the time. If you've been listening to this podcast, it gives us the control to choose how we respond. So every emotion, again, comes from a thought. Getting into the habit of examining the thoughts we have that precede the emotions is very helpful. Once we're there, ask the question, is this thought helpful? If it is, carry on. If it's not, then you know it's time to take a breath, a pause, use a tool, or shift your thought into a more useful one. Fourth one, pause. When you find yourself in the midst of really heightened emotion, practice pausing. So take three to 10 breaths, usually an inhale, a double exhale is the way to go. But if you can't remember that, just take three deep breaths, pause. Pausing helps to create space between our thoughts and our feelings. And in that little pause, in that little space, our experience of our emotions which were feeling so strong and so intense in that pause, in that space, that intensity is going to diminish just a bit. And just diminishing that intensity of our feelings just that little bit can really help us to not react and instead choose a response. So pausing is incredibly powerful. Number five, write it down. You know, if you're, if you have the ability to write in the moment, 
do it. You hear this from me constantly, but it really is because it works. A simple question in your journal like, why do I feel so overwhelmed today? can really help us work back through the events and the thoughts that have led us there. And then writing the answer to this one, what is the one thing I can do for myself right now? That's huge because what that does is it shows yourself self-compassion, shows yourself kindness, and helps you come up with what can I do to take care of myself right now? What do I need right now? Number six, take responsibility own it. How many times have you told someone that his or her actions make you feel a certain way? So for example, you made me angry when you were late. It's true that other people's words and actions affect us, but we also need to take responsibility for the emotions we feel in response to those words and actions. So often the reactive emotions we feel are based on our own perception of the truth and on the things that matter to us. So being late may be one of your big triggers for anger, but for someone else, it may be their norm and no big deal. So consider also that people act in certain ways based on many influences that differ from our own, such as culture, upbringing, beliefs, and life experiences. Okay, number seven, take time away and take care of you. When you are strongly connected with a negative reactive emotion, it is so important to take time away from the person or situation that you are reacting to, if possible. Never act, never behave on a strong emotion. Wait until you are feeling calmer and have given yourself time to rationalize and think. Only then should you act or behave. So even if the emotion is a positive one, it can still lead you down a destructive path. People don't think about this often, but think of this example. How many times have you done something you later regret in the name of love? You know, like when you're feeling super in love with someone, all those feelings and sensations are, you know, washing over you and you make a decision and later you really regret what you did. So again, taking time away, taking care of yourself and never make a decision to do something while in the midst of a super strong emotion, positive or negative emotion. Wait till that, you know, that wave, that heightened wave of emotion has passed and then decide what to do, how to behave. Okay, last one, number eight, create a mantra. And so it's easy to say, like, take time away, but you know, what we were just talking about, but it can be really hard to do in the heat of the moment. So if I find myself beginning to anger and I'm not able or quick enough to remove myself from the situation, I will in that moment then try to connect with my mantra. A mantra is just a word or a short phrase, you know, that helps you become aware of your emotion and not controlled by it. So the word I use is soft because I associate this with a gentle temperament, which is how I really do want to be. That's, you know, one of the things that's, that's part of the person who I want to be is soft. Um, and you know, by the way, strong also, you know, but in, I am, I can be kind of quick and fiery. And so for me, you know, my path is to figure out ways to be more soft So I use the word soft because for me that works. Um, But for you, it might be something completely different depending on the motion you are most reactive to. Ultimately, it's important to remember you are not your emotions. You have the ability to decide if they lead you 
or if you're going to lead them. You are, you are not your emotions. They are a beautiful part of us that allow us to feel human, to give us signals of things that need to change. You know, they create wonderful experiences for us in this world, for others, you know, and we can decide how to respond to them, either by creating the lives we never wanted or creating the lives we have always dreamed of. As you build awareness and learn to recognize your triggers, and as you practice this work, you will become increasingly savvy about when your emotions are serving you well and when you may need to take charge of them. Okay, so we discussed how honoring and processing emotions is important for our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. We also talked about how reacting from emotion brings us a life that often does not align with our value system. We discussed many different thought work and behavioral strategies you can begin to put into place to become aware of your emotions, honor and process them, and get good at knowing when they are serving you and when you may need to intervene to take the reins. All right, I hope you found something useful. And if so, please pass the episode along to someone you think might benefit. I appreciate all of you being here and listening and sharing this space with me. We will talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N and get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. 